Good morning, and good morning to those of you who are watching on Zoom as well. So, do you like a good story? I love a good story. I like reading and watching good stories. And I like stories that I uh, read or watch to have lots of surprises. I like things, the unexpected to happen. And I also have to say I like happy endings in my stories. And of course, Christmas is a time of stories. There's lots of good films on the television telling good stories. Every year, Kim insists that we um, watch it's a it's a wonderful life to watch it's a wonderful life at christmas there's always a few tears as we watch it's a wonderful life but then kim reminds me it's got a happy ending and i'm usually okay then after that but there's lovely stories here's another story that i um that i watch maybe you uh have seen this one anybody recognize what story that is that's sometimes on at christmas what story is it it is the lion the witch and the wardrobe isn't it and that's lucy there she's she's staying in the house isn't she with the uh a, a sister and her two brothers they're playing hide and seek in this old house owned by the professor and then they find this old wardrobe and lucy opens the door and goes in doesn't she and initially, it's fur coats and mothballs. I bet most of you don't know what mothballs are, do you? But I can, I can remember there being mothballs in my grandma's wardrobe. They smell awful. I don't know why we don't have mothballs. Well, probably because they smell awful. But anyway, so she goes in, the fur coats and the mothballs, and then things begin to change, don't they? Instead of fur coats, things seem fairly prickly. And there's crunching underneath as she walks. And it's not the mothballs, it's snow. And of course, Lucy has entered into a different world, a new world, the world of Narnia. And her brothers and her sister, of course, the whole story is about what happens to them in Narnia. It's a great story. I love it. I've read it several times. I've read it to my children. I've watched the film, I don't know how many times. A wonderful story. All because Lucy opened that door and was willing to explore. But it is just a story, just a story. But we've been reading a story this morning, haven't we? If you've been listening, we've been reading a story about Jesus's birth. And that's a very different story because it's a true story. It's a true story. It happened in a real place. We know where it happened. You can go there today. It happened in a real time. We know who the Roman emperor was. We know who the governor was. We know who the high priest was. We know even about this census. For a long time, people said this can't be true because we have no record of a census happening then. But archaeology and other things have proved that there was a census then. It all fits together. It happened in a real place and a real time. So let's just quickly look at this story together, shall we? You know it so well, don't you? Joseph 
and Mary leave the town of Nazareth and they go back to Bethlehem because Joseph is the descendant of David and the Romans insist that everybody goes back to the place where their descendants came from. So Joseph takes Mary, who's pregnant, back to Bethlehem. And when they get to Bethlehem, the place is so packed because there's so many other people that have had to go there, they can't find anywhere to stay. There's no room in the inn. And we don't know, but I can imagine them going around to different places, knocking on doors saying, can we find, can we stay here? And the answer being, no, sorry, we have no room. We're already full. We can't find a place for you. But eventually we read, don't we, about the innkeeper who says to them, I don't have any room in the house, but if you're really desperate, I can find you a place out the back. A place where I usually keep the animals, but we can clean it out for you. And if that's okay, you can stay there. And that's what they do, don't they? They go into this shed, this stable, better than being out on the streets. If the innkeeper had known what the angel had said to Zechariah, what the angel had said to Joseph, what the angel had said to Mary about who this child was, do you think he'd have found them room? Do you think he'd have found them a better room? I think he'd have given them the best room. If he only knew who this child was that was going to be born in his premises, he'd have found them the best room possible. And what if the innkeeper had heard what we just read about what the angels said to those shepherds? Do you have a good imagination? Can you imagine things as you read stories and watch films? You need to, don't you? You need to enter in. So I want you to imagine this morning that you are shepherds, right? You're shepherds. That means you're tough. Actually, people looked down on shepherds in, that, in those days. They were despised, but they were pretty tough guys. And I want you to imagine that you're a shepherd and you're on that hillside. There's you and your fellow shepherds and the sheep. That's all there is. And it's dark, and it's quiet, and it's cold. You don't need any imagination for that bit this morning, do you? I should, should have brought you all blankets, and then you could have wrapped up like shepherds. Somebody suggested that, but it was all too late. I want you to imagine you're there, and everything is absolutely still. Shh. And suddenly... Suddenly, a bright light appears. And there in the middle of the shepherds stands an angel. How would you feel? I guess 
I would feel and you would feel just like those shepherds. You'd be absolutely scared to death. Nothing like this had ever happened. How could it happen? What is going on here? Because there in the middle of them stands this angel. And he says to them, don't be afraid. I doubt if that helped very much. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people today in Bethlehem, just down there off the, in the valley. Today in Bethlehem, a savior has been born to you, Christ the Lord. And you'll find this baby wrapped in cloths in a manger. And then before they had chance to even think about what the angels said, it's as if the door of heaven is open and suddenly the sky is filled with angels, the angelic host, and they're praising God. And they say, glory to God in the highest and peace to all men on whom his favor rests. Can you imagine that? I don't think we can imagine that because it's beyond our imagination what it was like for those shepherds. It was overwhelming. But it really happened. If it just happened to one of them, he probably thought he'd gone crazy. But they'd all seen it. They'd all heard what the angel had said. It was true. What did he say? A saviour. Christ the Lord. The Messiah. The one that people had been waiting for for hundreds of years that the prophets had told them about. A saviour and a sign. A sign would, in that you'd find a baby wrapped in cloths in a manger. I guess, I guess there were quite a few babies in Bethlehem with all those people there. I guess there were quite a few babies wrapped in cloths. I bet there was no other baby that was lying in a manger. A manger is a feeding trough that animals feed from. That's what he said the sign would be. And those shepherds say, let's go, let's hurry, let's go and find this, let's go and find this baby. And they do. And I imagine them, I imagine them going up to this door. And they're told that this family are in this room. And I imagine them going up to this door. And as they go up to the door, they're wondering what on earth they're going to find. And as they push open the door, what do they see? They see Mary and Joseph, and they see a baby in a manger. No halos, no special effects, no wonderful choir singing in the background. They just see a man and a woman and a baby wrapped in cloths in a feeding trough. That's what they see. How could this baby, in such humble circumstances, how could this baby mean great joy, great, good news, great joy for all the people? How could this baby be the Savior, the Christ, the Lord? How could this savior, how could this baby bring peace between God and men? Well, that's what the angel said. 
That's what they found. That's what they believed, even perhaps they didn't fully understand. And we read, don't we, that they went back praising God, so excited, telling everyone what they'd found. What do we read? We read that people were astonished at their story. People were amazed at what they heard. But did they believe? Or did they just think it was a good story? And what was going to happen to this baby in the manger? We'll think about that in a few minutes. So many had heard, no doubt, in Israel about the birth of this child. As the shepherds told their story and the story circulated, I can imagine people asking what would happen next? What would happen to this baby? Well, you know, don't you, what happened next? Jesus grew up in a town called Nazareth. I've been there in Galilee. And that's where he lived until he was around 30 years of age. And then he left Nazareth and he started traveling around Galilee and around other parts of Israel and Jerusalem. And he taught. And many people were amazed at his teaching. And he did miracles. And people were amazed at his healings. But what happened? But the reality is, we read that although many people were amazed, few believed. Few believed what he said to them about who he was. That he was the Messiah. That he was God's son. That God was his father that he could bring salvation, not from the Romans, which is what people wanted, no doubt, or some of them, but from salvation that was something far more serious than that. Salvation for all people, not just then, but now. Salvation from our own selfishness, the way we are, the way we live. And the consequences of that, which separate us from God, not just now, but forever. That he could bring salvation. But how could this person be the Messiah? How could that be true? How could this ordinary looking man from Galilee, small town, nowhere, how could he be that? How could this man who was just the son of a carpenter be that? didn't fit people's expectations, didn't match with what they were looking for. And so what they did was they closed their ears so they didn't listen. They closed their minds so they didn't think about it. And they closed their room, the doors of their hearts to him. They shut him out 
They didn't want him. They actually wanted to get rid of him. Jesus said to them once, he said, some of you, talking to a crowd of people, he said, some of you are trying to kill me because there is no room in your hearts for my message. And that's what they did, didn't they? They killed him. And they put him in a tomb. And they closed the tomb, not with a door, but with a great big stone. And the message that John says in his gospel had come true, that he was in the world, and although the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to his own. He went back to Nazareth. But his own did not receive him. What a terrible ending for a story. That's not the sort of story that I like to read. But of course, you know, the story did not end there, did it? That God opened that door. God rolled the stone away, not to let Jesus out, but so the disciples could go in and see that there was no body there. God opened that door. And the story did not end there. And in one sense, the story has still not ended. The story is continuing even today. You see, we can read of his birth, and we've read some of the passages today, haven't we? It's been great. And we can read of his life. We can read of what he taught. We can read of the miracles he did. We can read about his death. We can read about his resurrection. All of us can do that, every one of us. So what do you think? What do we think? Is this a story of good news and great joy for all the people? Is this a story of a savior who is Christ the Lord and who came and can put things right between us and God and so bring peace between God and man? That's the message of Christmas. Are we willing to open the door and explore like Lucy did? What are we going to just say? Oh, well, no, that's just a good story. Are you willing? Am I willing to open the door of my, of my heart? Am I willing to find him room in my life this Christmas? this year it's a wonderful promise that follows on from that verse and this is it but to all who received him 
who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. That's the promise of Christmas. That is such a wonderful promise. And that promise is offered to all of us. Will we find him room? If the innkeeper had known who that baby was, he'd have found him room. He'd have given him the best room he had. And each one of us is the innkeeper of our hearts. You are the innkeeper of your heart. Are you willing to open that door? Are you willing to find him room? If you do, if we do, we will find the joy that those shepherds knew. The joy that they meant they went away, praising God, telling everybody they came across what they'd seen and heard. Their experience can be ours. Will you make him room in your heart? Make room in your heart for him? Let's just pray together, shall we? The Christmas story is an amazing story of the birth of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's all the more amazing because it's not just a made-up story. It's a true story. And it's a story that can change the life of everyone who is willing to listen and to explore and to believe. And Father, we pray that might be our experience because we know that's what you want for each and every one of us. Amen.